Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again to the Keel Boxer Team Sports Extravaganza here at Bucky's fifth quarter. Scott Wisniewski, Jake Kokorowski. It's uh, opening day as we record this, and uh, it's my favorite time of the year. It's baseball season. Jake, are you enjoying what should be a national holiday as far as I'm concerned? It is, and not that I've, you know, taken some time from work and popped on my Fox Sports Go app on my phone and have listened while working today, but maybe I have. So uh, it's sort of like the radio, basically, uh, with some Wi-Fi. But, yeah, uh, I've been enjoying it. It's been, you know, it's always great opening day. It is like a national holiday. They really, uh, I really enjoy just, uh, I mean, Twitter's a flutter now. You know, baseball's there. You know, college basketball's coming to an end. You know, you have spring football, but it's not the same as as, as during the season. And, and baseball, you know, hockey is, is hockey right now. With the NHL not into their playoffs, uh, you know, it's it's nice to have baseball back, another sport in there. And, you know, right now we're, we're recording on a Thursday early evening, and, you know, Milwaukee is leading San Diego one nothing. and Chase Anderson. We'll get into the Brewers uh, roster in just a second. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it is, uh, you know, looking at there, I mean, you got a full slate of games already underway. And, yeah, it, it's great to see, man. It's great to see the – Brewers, in, you know, just baseball back, and, and then uh, we'll see what, where it takes us. And, I mean, that's what well, we'll talk about today. Well, yeah, let's talk about, you know, the Brewers. I feel like the offseason was a tale of, of two seasons. There was euphoria and disappointment rolled into one. Um, you, you had uh, the early part of the offseason when the Brewers went out and uh, traded for Chris, uh, Christian Yelich, who I believe – they should try to sign for as many years as possible so he could be the face of the franchise. I believe he's that good. And then the free agent signing of, of Lorenzo Cain, and that was great. Um, and then there was talk about adding to this rotation, which I think is, is, is a little bit thin and, and, and not very good up top. I think Chase Anderson's a good pitcher. I don't think he's an ace. I think Zach Davies is a good fourth or fifth pitcher. He shouldn't be your number two. The Brewers don't go do that. They don't add to the rotation. So I think some of the air got let out of that balloon. I think that showed by the fact that ticket sales went flat when, when single-season games went on sale. But after the signings of Yelich and Kane, you couldn't uh, – you were elbow-to-elbow elbow at, at Brewers uh, on deck. So anyway, I, I don't think this team – and I've seen predictions as high as 92 wins. I think they're an 80-81 win team unless they make a move. Unless they stay close enough to the to, – contending to the all-star break and they can go get a player. I'm just going to do a little bit of history lesson for you here. Whether you like Sonny Gray or not, okay, whether you think he's great or not, Sonny Gray won four more games in the second half of the season than the Brewers' number five starter. The Brewers missed the playoffs by two games. Do the math. They didn't get a pitcher. They missed the playoffs. Okay. I feel like the same thing's going to happen again. You know, Again, Suter, not a guy that should be um, that you should be counting on, but unfortunately, you're going. So we're going to talk about the roster in a minute, but that was just my overview of the team. Now, I'd love to be wrong. I think the offense is going to be better. Uh, I saw something on MLB Network. You know, what's more likely to happen, the Brewers make the postseason or lead the NL in home runs? This Ooh. could be a dynamic offense. They could win uh, a lot of eight to seven games. The other piece of it, because in this market and with this payroll, by the way, as we start today, you know, I keep hearing people grouse and moan about Ryan Braun's contract. 
Do you know that our payroll right now, the Brewers payroll is lower than the Marlins payroll? Wow. Yeah. So quick grousing about Browns. It's not hamstringing this team. Shut up about that. But um, in this market, everything has to be perfect. You have to hit on the right free agent. You have to stay healthier than big market teams. You have to use your bullpen better. There's so many variables, so many things that have to go right. Craig Council has to level up as a manager. Uh, I'm not saying he's good or he's bad right now. I'm saying that he's got to take it to the next level. They're going to win a lot of games. If they win games this year, they're going to have to win a lot of games when they, A, score more runs than the other team. And what I mean, obviously, that's how you win. But I mean, with some six, seven run games, they're going to have to win seven to six, eight to seven, whatever. But the way the bullpen gets used is going to be huge. It's going uh, this team's chances to compete and contend. And the Brewers went out and did something last night to, to kind of counter that with, with Boone Logan being out for a while. The Brewers went out and, and signed Dan Jennings, who had a, a good camp that was let go by Tampa Bay, figuring we need to bolster this bullpen. If we're not going to bolster the starting rotation, let's let's try to continue to add arms to the bullpen. And they did that. Yeah, and I mean, that's for uh, per Ken Rosenthal. Uh, but with his sources saying they were in agreement uh, pending a physical, he the active roster according to Brewers.com, by the way, not I am not seeing him on there yet. Uh, and that you know talking about the roster with that you know that what will happen with that Scotty, I mean that'll make room then for I mean someone's gonna have to go and I mean it seems like the odd man out is G-Man Choi if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, he's got options. Yeah, he's left. got one more option I mean, left. I, I, I think it's a no-brainer, but because he's got an option left. And I think when you talk about roster um, flexibility and, and things of that nature, uh, the Brewers value guys who not only can play multiple positions, but, you know, have some options left because there might be times you have to move someone down to fill a need. Maybe you need to carry an extra pitcher for this or an extra uh, outfielder here if you got some nagging injuries. So uh, I, I think when that Jennings uh, addition happens, it's going to be Choi who gets sent down. Uh, and what that means is that Jesus Aguilar ended up making this team, and he doesn't have any options left. And that's one of the concerns I had as camp was starting to wind down. What are you going to do with him? Are you going to you know, release him where he'd likely be snatched up? Or do you keep him but not? You're playing with – well, right now you're playing with four first basemen. Again, we assume Choi is going to get sent down. But you're still playing with three first basemen, uh, one of them in, in Aguilar is, is limited to just first base. You, you know what I mean? So you're running that risk of, of using him, obviously using him as a pinch hitter is where you're going to go with him. But maybe they might try to find a trade partner. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that you can – maybe an injury will pop up, which obviously you're hoping doesn't happen. But at some point they're going to have to do something uh, about the uh, glut of first baseman they have on the roster right now. Right, and if people have watched the game at all, just as a heads up to, you know, Bronze at first base, he started, you know, his first, you know, the opening day at first base, his first ever start at that position. He's actually had a couple good, from what I saw, a couple good plays there to scoop out some balls. So uh, good first start for him yeah. at first base, knock on wood, until uh, hey, probably good, about on the good ninth. for him. Good for him, but you know what? It's a 162-game season for oh. a reason. So, oh, I know. I know. It's still very that early. continues. Very. Uh-huh. I mean, on that note, too, with the outfielders, they only kept four outfielders. 
It's Braun, Lorenzo Kane, who's had a good game. Uh, Domingo Santana, Christian Yelich, uh, who has a lone RBI. And this game's going to the bottom of the ninth. But, ninth with a but let's and, not forget, yes, you kept flowfielders, but this is the roster versatility that Craig Council talked about. Yes, yeah, so those are flowfielders. Hernan Perez can play the outfield, though. Uh, Jonathan VR can play the outfield. Eric Thames can play the corners. So, you know, in, in case of emergencies or injuries, or so, yes, they have four guys who have OS next to their position, but they have seven guys that can play the outfield. So that's why they felt okay about saying, all right, we're going to put Phillips and Broxton down in the minors because they have options left because there's guys who can play out there in a pinch. Uh, you, you know, and that's why a guy like Hernan Perez and guys like him, uh, Eduardo Nunez, the guy who does it for Boston, guys who are multiple position guys can really help out rosters in, 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 in pinches and in, in interesting situations. Absolutely. And uh, it was just announced, by the way, too, for those, uh, the Brewers announced um, Miller Park on Monday for opening day when the you know Brewers face the Cardinals uh, to open up there. Uh, Paul Christ, head coach of Wisconsin Badgers, the football team will throw out the first pitch. If uh, I'm just reading this right, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he'll participate in the ceremonial first pitch according to uh, the Brewers website. And then, uh, oh, it's also not just Paul Christ; it's also other members of the Wisconsin football team. So they'll participate in the ceremonial first pitch. So if there's a little bit of a Wisconsin angle, hey, well, great. Hopefully, they pitch better than they played against Ohio State. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just bitter. I wanted this team to be a playoff team. Um, I also want the Brewers to be a playoff team, but I don't know if, if that's going to happen. Now. So you have your four outfielders. You have your utility players. The bullpen right now with Woodruff being it. Now, this is where you're going to see an interesting roster move come Monday. Day. Uh, Woodruff right now is not needed in the starting rotation because of the way the schedule sets up, which, by the way, I've never seen Sunday off days before in all of my life. And this is the first year, like, six teams are off on Sunday because they play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It, this whole starting early thing is just, I just, I'm having a hard time getting my head wrapped around it. But anyway, I, I, I digress. Um, so right now they're, they're probably carrying one less pitcher than they'd like to. Now they're going to probably add a bullpen arm uh, when they, by the time they get back home or at least middle of that St. Louis season. That's where I think you're going to have to either – Make a move with Aguilar or DL somebody. It's going to be interesting to see what they do there because, again, I think the bullpen is going to get a lot of work this year. Um, I, again, I'm just I'm curious to see what they're going to do. So, I, by the way, I predicted, and we're going to predict the divisions here in a minute, but I had predicted an 80-81 win season uh, for the Brewers. What's your ceiling, or where do you think the Brewers I mean, uh, the with the current roster right now, I'm saying ceiling's 90 wins, and that's if they get lucky and things work out that way. I mean, I think it may be like 87 to 88 wins, um, you know, somewhere mid to high 80s. I, I know that's copping out where you have um, – I'm giving a range, I, but – Boy, I, I... – I think you're seeing some things in the pitching that I guess I just don't see. I, I mean, I think it's just with Kane and Yelich, I think can help the defense too, where I know it's not the best pitching staff in terms of starters, but I feel that, you know, those defenders and just how much they bring, I mean, Yelich is a gold glove winner. I have a feeling that, I mean, I, that's what I see where they could help negate some runs there based off of, you know, others, abilities from the season before so you know we didn't have jonathan vr playing center field now you're gonna have lorenzo kane uh yeah can you have yelich do that i mean you have also keon broxton 
uh, in the minor league. So I think, uh, but with Kane and Yelich getting a lot of playing time, I think that it really helps. And I mean, granted, you have Domingo Santana out there in right field, who's not necessarily uh, the Gold Glover, but he he can you know he played all right it, last yeah, year. He's far from he's right. a. He's a lead glover, I think. Uh, <laughs> is, is that in a word? Yeah, Can you give I, that away. Exactly. So, uh, uh, and with that, I think they have. I, I think it'll help. I'm not saying they need someone else. And you know, uh, Stephen Watson and uh, from WISN tweeted out this yesterday, asking who who on season eve who is going to be the MVP from a pitching standpoint and who's going to be an MVP from a position player. I put Yelich as the position player, but uh, you know, a pitcher, I, I put an asterisk not on this roster right now. So I feel that there's something that's, that could be done. Uh, but I think, you know, I'll say the ceiling, like I said, this is if everything goes right, like what you saw last year, uh, I think not, you know, 89, 90 wins, but you know, they need a starter to, they need another starter, and I'm sure. Yeah, I, I don't know who that guy is right, right. now. They're going to have to do it closer to the Ulster. By the way, I don't know if you caught this earlier too. Probably in response to the Brewers trying to bolster their bullpen, the the Cardinals signed their a new closer in Greg Holland. Um, oh, gotcha. So he was a free agent looking for work. He had a good season last year at the Rockies. Well, the Cardinals figured out their closer issue. They had a closer by committee, not anymore. So. The division just keeps getting better, man. I mean, the Cardinals lost today earlier. They're 0-1. The Cubs won. They're 1-0. But again, like I said, the Cardinals went out and addressed the need. Um, uh, and, and and here we are in our first season, our first game of the season, and the Brewers already have a blown save from their closer, as now the, the Brewers and Padres are tied at 1 in the bottom of the ninth. So, boy, I know it's only one game. That's why you play 162 because it takes that long to separate the wheat from the chaff. But boy, oh boy, um, we'll, yeah. we'll see just how deep this division can be. Yeah, it's not the uh, like I said, it's not a great start. Uh, obviously, they can still pull it off in extra innings, but you don't want to see the yeah, you don't want to see your closer giving up a, a blown save in the first game of the of a series of the season for that matter. But still, a lot to be left to be played. And uh, that's why they play 162 of these games uh, for that matter. Well, I just want to kind of go into uh, maybe some prediction mode and uh, see what you're feeling uh, as you look around baseball. I'll give you some just quick uh, what I think the playoffs are going to look like, and you know we can kind of go from there. I like the Dodgers, the Cubs, and, and Washington to, to win their respective divisions. I like St. Louis, and I like... Um, I like St. Louis and I like Arizona to be the wild card teams. Um, ultimately, I, I see the uh, Cubs coming out and being a World Series representative. In the American League, I like the Yankees, I like the Indians, um, and I like uh, Houston. And my wild card teams are Boston. And I'm, I'm going to say my wild card teams are Boston and, and Anaheim, but I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to roll the dice a little bit. Oakland's going to be my surprise second wild card team. Um, I, and I like Houston. I like the Cubs uh, in Houston for the World Series, and I think Houston wins back to back. Wow! Uh, yeah, on my that hand, pitching I've... staff. You want to talk on the opposite, and that pitching staff in Houston is 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 money, absolute right. money. Right. I mean, I have them penciled in at least going to the World Series. I don't know if I have a, a victor yet, but uh, you know, I'm looking at yeah, Houston. I'll say. Uh, the central. I mean, I like what the twins did in, in, in who they, who's the pitcher that they got 
Kyle, no, yeah, was, no. Lynn, Lance Lynn for, for yeah, Lynn, Lynn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they got Lynn, and then, I mean, yeah, I think I'll put I'll pencil in the Astros for sure in the AL West. Uh, you know, I think they'll go to the World Series. I think the East. I think Yankees. Wild card. I would definitely say. Uh, I'll go the Angels there, uh, but I think Red Sox uh, could make a make a statement there. Uh, and then the East. You know, you for NL East. Uh, Washington. Yeah, I like Washington there. Cubbies, and then Dodgers. I think as well. I'll say Brewers in the wild card. I think they get it done. I think there's a move that's made. <laughs> oh, Jake, you're so positive. I know I am. I am. But uh, no, I, I think I think the Brewers somehow make a move during the middle of the year uh, to bolster, or if Nelson can't make it back. So I, I think those. I think that's them. And then uh, do I go with them and Cardinals? Yeah, let's go Cardinals. So I think those guys will. I mean, I mean, like you said Arizona is very close as well. So, but I, I, I'll, I'll go that route there. I think they'll make right. it. I, I don't, th- I don't think they'll advance past the wild card game with the current staff that they have. But then, uh, I've been proven wrong. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I, I say Cubbies against Astros. I, I, it's either them or the Dodgers. But I'll go Cubs, and I, I think. Uh, do I go with the Cubs? Uh, I'll go Astros you know, like you. That Astros staff. I mean, obviously, in, the only thing that's going to change some of the stuff, obviously, is going to be injuries and whatnot. But my goodness, is that that staff is just, uh, man, I can't say enough about how good that that Astros pitching staff really is. And uh, those are things that, you know, it, almost an embarrassment of riches. And now we're going to turn our attention. We just talked baseball. Let's talk about the Final Four. And, Scotty, this is you have Chicago Loyola, the Cinderella story. You have Kansas, Michigan, Villanova. You have, you know, we, we've talked about this previously. You have some really traditional powers or one that really will be with Villanova, who's, I think, becoming blue blood status uh, with the way that they're playing uh, consistently lately underneath Jay Wright. And then... Kansas and, and just an overtime, you know, the overtime thriller against Duke, which almost was an instant classic. Yeah, Michigan playing really well during the last part of the season and what you saw what they did, you know, in the Big Ten tournament uh, and then also working their way up to the Final Four. And then you have that Cinderella story, right? Chicago, Loyola. You have so many storylines here. It's a, it's a great, I think, weekend ahead. And, I mean, you know, what, were you, what have been your thoughts, you know, with that Sweet 16 weekend now leading into that Final Four? Look, it's uh, it, it's it's been fun. Uh, it's really been fun. I think the thing that that people have to be concerned about, though, like if you're a Loyola fan, is you, I think that when big programs, we saw it with George Mason a few years ago, uh, when big programs like Michigan get a chance to uh, spend a whole week getting ready, right? Uh, I think that that's when you you see like the the Cinderella uh, glass slipper break. And I feel like that's what's going to happen here. And uh, again, it's it's been fun. I I, I think while it's lasted, um, but I, I think that we're going to see Cinderella go home and uh, Michigan wins. But that that other half of the bracket, I'm telling you, I, I don't know who I, I I still haven't decided if I like Villanova or Kansas. Yeah, I, I'm still on the edge about that one. I I'm leaning Villanova, 
and I know we've talked about it previously off the off the podcast, but I'm just, I'm wondering too, man. I'm really wondering. Um, I think Villanova does make it, though. I think Kansas will give them a hell of a run. And then, sure. you know, I think it's uh, I don't even know. Like, there's no scientific analysis there. I just feel like both teams are playing really could play really well. Uh, I could go one way or another, but I'll go Villanova. But, you know, on the opposite side, you know, do you have low, I mean, obviously I think people are rooting for Chicago Loyola, which uh, me and Drew Hom have now referred to Chicago Loyola as Chicago's Big Ten team uh, because no one else is worthy of it. But, you know, you have them and then Michigan. And, I, I mean, uh, my heart says Chicago Loyola. My head says I think Michigan prevails just because – and I had them as one of my Final Four teams for that matter. I think – I think Michigan does enough shooting wise. I, I think, I think the Cinderella run comes to an end. I think it's Michigan and Villanova uh, playing on Monday night. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, because again, I, I think can't, it wouldn't surprise me if Kansas wins, but I think I'm leaning Villanova as well. And then if that's the case, then who's winning it all? Like, who do you have? Who do you have taken this whole thing? Uh, I mean, I think Michigan. I think I got Michigan. Something this tells me. I think they have uh, the opportunity. Uh, the way that they played really well towards the end of the year, uh, I think Michigan can take it all. Uh, but then again, like I said, Villanova or Kansas. I mean, every team here is worthy, right? And so, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'll go Michigan on that matter. Well, I know that you're uh, obviously, uh, you know, there's a little bit of Big Ten, you know, love coming that way. But I'm saying I'm going to take Villanova. I really am. I. I think Michigan, you know, has played well. I, I do think the, uh, there's a way for uh, Villanova to neutralize Wagner, and if that happens, I, you know, that I, obviously that's going to make a huge, huge difference. So that's why I'm, I think I'm leaning where I'm leaning. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you for Villanova either. I think they're a great squad, and I think they have the opportunity to – I mean, they definitely have the, the talent there, and they can make – the run, uh, I mean, you've seen what they've done so far this year, and I think it'll only improve from there. So, I mean, I, th- I think they have a shot against Kansas, uh, more than a shot. I think, you know, like I said, pulling for them to get into the title game, it'll be fun. I mean, this is this is the one of the better best weekends here, uh, and the next weekend, you guys. What's nice too is that the Final Four does not uh, intersect with WrestleMania, so that's always fun. Uh, on that note, yeah, yeah, of course, and I hopefully we'll get a chance next week to. Um, talk about wrestlemania absolutely no we should uh we'll make sure that we we break down that and we also i mean hopefully next week we'll be able to talk some green bay packers uh talk some packers football some some free agency some nfl rule changes we'll get into those next week uh talking about uh i know there have been reports you've been going online talking about possibly eliminating kickoffs if it you know mark murphy said something the packers president mentioned about that for the safety of the game uh they're talking uh also i mean obviously the catch rule which isn't for safety necessarily, but maybe more for sanity for everyone involved, uh, for mental health, just because no one can figure out what the hell catches. But then also the, you know, I mean, you have those rules in, in place, the targeting rule, with the, which is now going to be, sounds like it's going to be, be put in place depending on, and even though that rule, I don't know if it's necessarily laid out completely yet. So there's a lot going on. It, it's uh, there's a lot going on there and hopefully we can get, uh, something I'm going to talk about those rules next week or the week after. Yeah, that would be great. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the next chance we get to uh, to get together. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's 
uh, oh, as I have my pup right here right next to me. Yeah, you're a good dog. Uh, on that note, yeah, guys, uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at KielbasaKingsWI, at uh, ScottWiznewsk2, me at JakeCocoB5Q. And, you know, next week, you know, we'll, we'll talk some Packers. We'll talk uh, probably some national championship with football, some initial thoughts from the Brewers, first couple of series. Uh, both was a San Diego, then they come home. Uh, then they, uh, well, yeah, they come home, right, for uh, the Cardinals? Cardinals and Cubs, yeah, Cardinals yeah. and Cubs. So you start off the divisional stuff right off the bat, uh, which, in my opinion, it should be at the beginning and at the end of the season to make it uh, that much more juicy. And then uh, on that note, folks, uh, Scott, you got anything else before we take it home? No, I think that covers it all, man. Awesome. And thank you guys all for listening. Tune in next week to another edition of the Kilbasa King Sports Extravaganza. <laughs>